0: We've only just
1: begun to live, white lace and promises. Such a life ahead. We'll find a place where there's room to grow. And yes, we've just begun.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> just a little glimpse into our past, and 40 years later, Ta da! Here we are. Yeah, clap that out. It's a miracle. (laughs) It's a miracle, and I'm so thankful for that. So you see how how cute Alan was then and is now. (laughs) So now you know why I married him, because he was a hottie, and we love that. (laughs) But what you don't see in that video was behind the scenes and what we had to walk through in order to get to that place. Some of you already know our story, and we're so glad that we can share it now because we ask God to turn our mess into a message, and he's been grateful to do that. I'm so thankful. Before those pictures were taken on our wedding day, we found out that I was expecting a baby, and I had already agreed to marry Alan, and, and my father, once he found out that we were pregnant, was not happy because he was concerned for his daughter. And he wanted me to have an abortion. And he took me to the doctor whom we had seen to confirm that I was pregnant. And he's like, what can we do? We got out, he's a businessman. What can we do? And she said, well, you can put her on a plane tonight and uh, have her in London in the morning because abortions were illegal in my country at the time, which was Rhodesia in Africa. And he said, okay, she said she can get the abortion done, we'll have her flown back to Africa on Monday, and by Wednesday she'll be at work. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. But we would know. And really, for anybody in here who's walked through something like that, please know I experienced a level of anguish before those pretty pictures. We'll put up on that screen for you to see. So we trusted God. We're like, we're going to get married. We're going to love this baby that's coming. The baby would have come sooner or later. Her name is Summer Joy because she was conceived in the summer in Africa and born in America in the summertime. So she's our Summer Joy all year long. So by the time we were in agreement to be getting married, everybody was happy and my parents were excited about becoming grandparents for the second time, Alan's parents for the first time. And we just trusted God. We'd made a bad decision and God turned it around for good. And this is why, because we asked him to forgive us. We asked the Lord to help us position ourselves by living for him so that he could use us in whatever he wanted however he wanted we were two broken young people silly foolish super in love not knowing what the future would hold but god knew looking back now i had no idea that we would become who we are today how about you looking back to when you gave your life to the lord 1 corinthians 126 through 31 says brothers and sisters Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast in him or before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And I stand before you today, not boasting in myself, but giving glory to God, that that foolish young girl who was madly in love wasn't sure what her future was going to hold because I was going to leave my country after we got married, come to the United States at 19 years old and trust God to help us figure it out. I left my mom and dad, my family, my friends, to have a baby across the world. We had to depend on God. We had to trust him. I'm happy to say today that the Lord has poured wisdom into me because clearly he was like, she needs, some," you know, And I willingly received. And so anything I speak today is out of the wisdom of the Lord. And I just pray that this speaks to your heart. Um, In relationship to these verses, I also bring up my country, Zimbabwe. And last week, we shared about our time there. And today, it's kind of like a segue. But it's from my perspective. And I want you to know that in those... Words, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things. He chose a country that used to be one of the wealthiest in the world. He allowed it to go through terrible deprivation, terrible times of pain and stress. 38 years of being ruled by a man who became the worst dictator in the world. 38 years of seeing a nation go from being one of the wealthiest to one of the poorest on the planet. But God said, I'm saving this nation as a sign and a wonder in the end times to show my glory. To be able to declare that when a nation comes to God and cries out, Jesus help us. We have nothing left. We have nothing left. We need you. We need you to come to our rescue. We need you to be our savior in our land. And God said, I have preserved Zimbabwe and brought it to the brink of nothing to raise her up to be a shining star so that one day Zimbabwe can turn around and boast and say it is the goodness of God who has turned our situation around. For God spoke arrows through his people, just like Alan was talking about the arrows that represent our children. Our prayers are also like arrows. God spoke arrows through many, declaring things would happen in Zimbabwe. I was one of those people that God spoke through, and this is how it happened. On January the 1st, 2009, I was invited by another Zimbabwean to come to a summit at Victoria Falls at the Elephant Hills Hotel. He said, We're going to pray for the nation. Would you like to go? And to be honest, up until that time, I loved my country. I have wonderful memories. But I had no desire to really go back because, in my mind, like everybody else thought, my country was done for. It's like, what's there to go back to? My lifestyle no longer exists. The name of my country's changed. I don't even have a country. It used to be Rhodesia. They call it Zimbabwe now. I was born in a city called Salisbury. They changed the name to Harare. It's like, what's there to go back to? But that day, when I sp- spoke with this man from Houston, Colin Millar, the Lord began to birth in me a desire to see my country changed. And he told me, that I brought you out of this nation for a reason, but I'm sending you back to help save it. You're going to be a part of that solution. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. So this fire began to build in me, and I'm like, yes, I want to go. And we shared last week, and you saw it on the screen, that we went to the Seed Sowers Prayer Summit, and Cindy Neal was with me as my intercessor, travel buddy, prayer partner, not knowing that I was going to be used as an arrow of the Lord that the people that came to this summit were going to be used as arrows to declare what God was going to do for the future of my nation. God uses you all all the time as arrows. He uses you all the time in your prayers. Just a lot of times those prayers don't get answered when we think they're going to be answered. And sometimes we get really frustrated or we get discouraged. And we don't contend and trust God for the fulfillment of those prophetic words, for the fulfillment of those arrows that get shot into the future. So we said yes to this. We will go to the Seed Summers Prayer Summit not knowing what God would do. At the summit, there were many prophetic words and many prophetic acts that were done in declaration and in preparation for what would happen. I had no idea what would happen. In First Corinthians 2.9, it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. We had no idea what was going to happen. We just went, being available for God to speak and declare what we felt like he was saying. At that summit, there were several words that I spoke, and one of the the words was, Can a nation be be birthed in a day? And there's a scripture that goes with that, and we'll talk about that in a minute. There was a word about the flag, that this flag would begin to take on new meaning in my nation. And that the Lord would use this as a rallying call, a clarion call to say, come, let's get together. Let's rally around this flag because that's all we have left is who we are as Zimbabweans. And the Lord used those words of there's going to be a change when the flag becomes part of the nation. It's going to take on a new meaning. We didn't know what that meant at the time. Here's a little clip of what happened at the conference. My people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. At that seed-sows prayer summit, an arrow was shot out that the nation would be born in a day, that there would be a new day coming. Nothing happens unless you pray for it first. Nothing happens in the physical unless things have been declared in the spiritual first. And Isaiah 66 says this. We use this at the summit. Before she goes into labor, she gives birth. Before the pains come upon her, she delivers a son. Who has ever heard of such a thing? Who has ever seen such a thing? Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her children. Zion representing the people of God who are at the conference. I know it also represents Israel. But if you are born again, you are part of the household of God. And we are Zion. You are Zion. You are set apart to be a holy vessel for the Lord, to bring honor to him. And so when these 300 people that represented every sector of life and uh, the 15 people from Texas that came with us to minister, when we got down, we began to pray. We began to cry out in 12-hour prayer meetings. We began to declare what God said, and we began to birth in the Spirit what would happen down the road. Can a nation be born in a day? Can a nation be brought forth in a moment? We didn't know really what we were saying. We just said what God said. The arrows of the Lord were launched from Victoria Falls in 2009. And we began to wage a warfare of, yes, we're going to trust God to see this happen. To confirm that word, that a nation would change in the day, these were the words that I gave. You will know that this is from the Lord because there will be much dancing in the streets. You will see the government change. There will be a removal of power without any bloodshed, which is kind of unheard of in Africa. No bloodshed. It will be a smooth transition, and you'll know that this is from God because there will be so much dancing in the streets across the nation. We danced at that summit. You remember that, Cindy? We danced till we sweated. We danced on the injustice, prophetically declaring that day would come. So, the arrows that were launched out then, we just had to wait on. I came home and began to share the things that God had showed us. I began to share with my old Rhodesian friends and my Zimbabwean friends. Wow, we've prayed these things, and this is what's going to happen through the arrows of our prayer. And my friends said, Oh, forget about it. It's never going to happen. Zimbabwe's gone to the dogs it's over don't even waste your time I'm like you don't understand I've been given a word from God it's going to happen so we began to contend we began to pray and and agree we're going to trust God no matter what it looks like you guys and ladies you have to contend and agree with the Lord with the things concerning your lives. No matter what it looks like, you have to stand in the position that God calls you to stand in in order to see the fulfillment of the words God's given you over your lives. And many of you could stand here today and say, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I've seen the salvation of the Lord. Yes, I've seen him come through so many times in our lives. Right now, we are standing for my nation. We're standing for the United States. There's a lot on the line right now, but we contend for what God has said, and we don't back down. So in 2016, we started to see one of our arrows begin to, take, uh, begin to hit its target, and it was through a pastor named Evan Mawiri, who began to grow so disgruntled with the condition of my country that he said, something's got to be done. We cannot live like this anymore. And he rose up a challenge using the flag. He called the challenge this flag. Could this flag be a rallying point of bringing our nation together to declare that God is good and we're going to trust him to turn our nation around? Here's a snippet on the 11th day of his challenge. These videos went viral. I saw him here in the US and don't you know I put that all over the media world.
2: Day 11 of the this flag campaign where we are saying to our government enough is enough. We are not a political party. We are citizens exercising our right to challenge those in public office. Enough is enough. Things are not working in this country. You are not taking us seriously. All right. You guys need to deal with things like a failed indigenization policy that only ever worked for you. We need investors to come back. They ran away because of that thing. They need to come back. Investors come back. We get jobs. Jobs come back. We have salaries. Do you know how, how, what it feels like to go for months without a salary? No. Six months, a year, two years, no salary. You guys get your salary every single month. one minister, We get nothing. We get nothing. So we don't want that nonsense. You guys now need to attend to the real business a day. Nonsense. We don't want this rubbish. Please stop doing this. We are in a crisis and you guys, you are watering the garden yet the house is burning. And I know you are surprised. Why are people so united? We are not a political party. You are used to politicians coming against you. This time it's the citizens that are resisting you. When injustice becomes the order of the day, resistance becomes the norm. And this is what we are now doing as citizens. My citizens, wherever you are, join this movement. They are hearing us. The whole world is hearing us. At teach other we don't want anymore. United citizens, join your voice to this flag. Speak out where you are. Teach others to speak about- out. We are no longer afraid of this. This flag, today's day number 11. Tomorrow, day 12, we keep going. We, we don't care how many security agents are following us. We are being phoned and threatened. God bless you, citizens. And thank you for rising up. This flag, this country is ours. We fight for it. We live for it.
0: God Let's give it up for Evan Mawiri. God rose a man up who actually became a hero in my nation, a pastor. Still pastoring today. But he became the one who gave that clarion call. And the arrow that was shot out from the 2009 summit of this flag would take on a new meaning began to happen. So in my heart, I'm like, okay, God, we're doing this. It was 2016 now. Come on, Lord. Let's get this going. Let's change my nation. My people are dying. My people are crying out. Evan was willing to die for his cause, because here's the deal: When you get a word from God and you know that you know you've heard from Him, you become fearless. Now suddenly, you're a threat to the enemy. Now suddenly, you have no fear of dying, because you know where you're going. Now suddenly, your purpose for living is so much more important than just the everyday nine-to-five yada, 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 yada. Now suddenly the fire and the zeal of God begins to soar up and consume you. That, that is Evan, still to this day. He was willing to go to jail and he actually was in prison several times. Many were beaten for standing up against the government because my government ruled with an iron fist. If you challenged them, they would come down on you. you. Suddenly people would just disappear, never to be seen again. You're gone. So anyway... Evan was in jail. They were trying to charge him for being a terrorist, trying to incite violence, and that was nothing of the sort. And these videos became viral. People all over the world now started watching what was going on. And here's a clip of my people on the streets of Harare, whose faith is now rising up because of this flag and because of Evan's words. And they're like, we're not going to let him just go to jail and be by himself. We're going to rally around him. And they learned the secret in rallying was through praise and worship. They learned the secret was through prayer and praise and worship. That is how you move a nation. Let's see this clip. You saw them wearing the flag. That arrow had hit its mark. Now the people of our nation were beginning to rally, rising up. We are going to see change. We're going to trust God for that. 2016 happened. 2017 began to get into the works, and Evan was at the forefront. Then suddenly on a day when no one was thinking about it, November 15th, 2017, my nation was changed in a day. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what the Lord has in store for us. Who could imagine such a thing? Here is Evan after him standing with this flag challenging people. Here is his declaration. Of when he found out fellow
2: citizens, wherever you are, I don't know what you're doing right now. I've I've just uh, just heard and found out. This is just incredible. Robert Mugabe has resigned. <laughs> I didn't no one thought this was gonna be possible. Finally, we've done it. Fellows Zimbabweans, it's over. It's finished.
0: Wow. Why am I sharing that with you? It's because if God could take the lowliest of nations and begin to turn it around with insurmountable odds against it, He can do the same for you in your lives, in the issues that you're facing. Our God's hand is not short. When you invite God to extend His hand into your situation, though it takes a while, trust in the Lord. My people had nothing else but to trust in the Lord. Um, On this day in my nation, another, another. Arrow hit its mark. Watch this. Was the dancing and rejoicing in the streets that was prophesied in two thousand nine at the Seed Sowers Prayer Summit. That happened all over the nation. And this next clip I'm about to show you means so much to me because it is at Victoria Falls, one of the wonders of the world. We were there just two weekends ago. So amazing. The time when I was there before, I was on my face crying out to God, do something for my nation. And then two weeks ago, we were there, and I was giving thanks to God (laughs) for hearing the cries of his people, for saying now is the time for change. We walked the falls where Cindy and I went, with our delegation of friends that traveled with us. We declared change would come and that people would come from all over the world to see this sign and wonder, and that God would begin to raise up the nation again in Jesus' name. We brought bread from America, a loaf of bread. Y'all be like, yeah, you crazy. A loaf of bread we brought from the United States. And at the falls, we broke pieces of bread off and we threw them over. We threw that bread in the water, declaring, cast your bread on the water and it shall return. We threw that bread on the water, declaring on behalf of Zimbabwe, we're casting bread in the water and we're trusting God to bring a return back that will overwhelm this nation, that it will not only bless Zimbabwe, but it would bless the United States. That Zimbabwe would one day be the breadbasket of Africa again. That it would one day feed Millions of people, a a land that got to the place where there was no food on the shelves would be a land of plenty again, like when it was when I was raised. We threw that bread in the water saying, you will be a blessing to the nations. People will go, thank you, Zimbabwe, for loving us. Mark my words. It will happen. This video is in Victoria Falls on the same day, November 15th.
2: This land, our land, is our Zimbabwe, a land of peace for you and me. Once born in pain
1: and segregation, but now we leave In harmony now flies a flag, our nation's glory will live with pride inside our hearts as we stand.
3: Insane! This is absolutely insane. I'm in mean, Victoria Falls.
2: Would never have believed waking up this morning that there'll be a whole bunch of people ready to walk up to the bridge in solidarity with what's going on in Elare. This is totally, totally incredible. The scenes here are electric. People on the streets supporting all the tourists are like happy, happy for us. Trucks up are like putting their horns and stuff like that. This is an amazing, amazing time
3: to be alive.
0: the arrow hit its mark. <clears throat> Seeing that brought such joy to my heart. And thinking about the man who wrote that song. It was a prophetic song. He began to declare the solution for our nation. And then that appointed day, people were singing it all over the place. Jesus God is so good no eye has seen no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him so let's bring it home where are you at in the things that you're facing in your life what has God put in your heart to stand for it's usually bigger than what we can comprehend with human understanding are you trusting God to fulfill his word Or are you negating it with negative declarations? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who love it shall eat its fruit. Have you positioned your lifestyle in order to see your vision arrows of the future come to pass? Are you just living how you want to live, expecting God to fulfill his plan, regardless of how your actions and desires are flowing? Be careful not to disqualify yourself or get weary in well-doing by taking your eyes off the goal ahead. What do you desire? And if you've made a mistake, ask God to forgive you. Get up and keep going. It's easy to grow weary and get distracted with temptations, causing us to lose our faith in what God said he would do through us or for us. The best way to stay focused is to continually pray and sing praises to God in faith, knowing that he will fulfill his plans sooner or later in our lives. Come to church, people. Surround yourself with the congregation. Surround yourself with the worship and the praise of his people. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to fuel you and fill you so that you can see the goals that God has put in your heart come to pass. That is what it means to be positioned. Do what you know to do and trust God to do the rest. I already told you about Thomas Ulanga and the song written in 2001. He had a vision to see change in Zimbabwe back then, and it was his prayer arrow of the future used in intercession for our nation. Others caught his vision And this, our flag, became the national anthem of hope for Zimbabwe. Cumulatively, most of the prophetic words and visions declared by many, including myself, over the years are now coming to pass. For me, it has taken nine years to see my arrows hit their target. For others, it took 38 of living under tyrannical rule. The new day of change has been birthed for my nation. But now we still have to contend to see the total fruition of the full vision come to pass. These prophetic arrows that we desire to see hit their targets, begin and end with prayer, praise, and worship. Alan showed a picture of our daughter in giving birth to Brea Grace. We're so thrilled. But don't you know during her nine months of expecting that there were plenty of times to be in anguish, plenty of times to be in pain, to be able to birth that baby into the world. That is the same thing in your prayer life. That is the same thing in the things that you are contending for. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we get obstacles. Sometimes we get things that hit us and we're like, oh, forget it. We want to lose our faith. I'm really glad Jamie pushed through and had that baby because halfway through it or two-thirds through it, she could have said, "Ah, I'm done with this. I'm not going to have this baby. How many times do we give up on the prayer that God called us to pray? and We haven't seen the answer yet. God is not a man that he should lie. What he said will come to pass. What he spoke of your children or what he used you to speak of your children will come to pass. God is a God who loves delighting over his children. He loves to be able to show us how amazing he is. And we get to boast in the Lord and say, Look at what God has done. I have a declaration I would like you to stand with me to say. Let's go ahead and stand. You are all God's arrows. Say, I am God's arrow. And in your quiver, those of you who have had children, you have arrows that are in your quiver. And you shoot those arrows out. You speak those things over your children, over their futures, over their destiny. You speak those things of your businesses. You speak those things of your finances, over your health. They are all arrows that come out of your mouth. They are your babies. Your prayer is your baby. Your prayer is to be bathed and soaked and protected until the day comes that you see it happen. Please say with me, put your hand on your heart and say, my arrows of the future begin with receiving a word of direction from the Lord. As a believer, I am called to proclaim and declare in faith what the Lord has spoken. It should line up and be confirmed with God's holy word and also through the mouths of two or three other believers. My responsibility is to stay positioned in order to see these arrows of the future hit their targets. I will overcome any obstacle or bad decision I make by repenting of any sin, staying accountable and continually declaring prayers of agreement, With praise and worship. By God's grace, I will not doubt. I will not complain. I will guard my lips with what I declare. For out of them flow the issues of life. Right now I'm going to ask you to join me in a song of intercession over my nation. And it's not just for my nation, it's for our nation, the United States. I am a citizen, and I claim America as home. I got here as fast as I could, guys. But yet my heart, to see the fulfillment of those arrows and the vision that God has for my nation, my heart burns and yearns within me to see it happen. Will you be in agreement with me at this moment for my land? We've got a fun song I want you to sing with me. And I sent this to a lot of intercessors overseas recently to my country to say I need you to get out in the streets and sing the song. It is the power of God that moves through praise and worship. Get out into the atmosphere and declare to the wind these words of honor and praise to God. A simple yet revolutionary strategy of declaring that God is God. And that we honor and acknowledge him for who he is. That is how God moves in your lives. Not through complaining, but through the faith of God moving and operating in your life. This song is called Every Praise. Some of you might already know it. Just follow along. He'll tell you what to sing. Here we go. Every
3: praise. This is who I got It's to, to our God. Y'all know how we do it. Take it up. Every praise. It's to, to our God. Every word of worship. Every word of worship is one with call. one of God. Come on, say every praise. Every praise. Every It's to our God.
0: In the gap for my country today. Thank you so much for he- hearing the burden of my heart, for hearing the burden of many people's hearts from different parts of the world. Thank you so much for standing in the gap for the United States as well. Our country still needs to see this mighty move of God that we're trusting Him for. Right now, we're going to take a few minutes. I would like for you, if you don't mind, together in circles of four to six people, and we're going to pray as the Lord leads you. Arrows, arrows that will reach its destination on behalf of Zimbabwe. Pray for no more corruption in the government. Pray for a good, strong government. Pray for the seeds and the the children that are the seeds of our future to be raised up there. And then also we're going to pray for the United States. So two prayer points. My country, Zimbabwe. There's power in being in agreement. There's power when large amounts of people come together and declare what God's heart is for a nation. And then we will pray again for the U.S., And then after that, if there is any need that you have within your group, submit that and let let those pray with you. Please don't feel like you have to pray. If you're not comfortable speaking out loud, it's okay. You can still be holding hands and be in agreement. In fact, when you pray, the first person who starts, uh, you can squeeze the hand of the person next to you. doesn't have to be long. Maybe 30-second prayer. God, thank you for moving on Zimbabwe. You know, God, bring in a new, uh, a restored government that loves you. And then the United States, God, bring in more godly leaders. Lord God, turn our nation around. Break break off these chains that divide us as a nation. Things like that. So then after you pray, squeeze the hand of the person next to you. And if that person's not comfortable praying, you just squeeze the hand of the person next to you. And they'll know, oh, uh, it's my turn. Okay. All right. So let's do that. Worship team if you wanna come up or just uh, begin to sing softly.
1: Render this quake to before for move by the sound of his voice.
3: his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And may your prayers and you and your descendants hit the targets in Jesus' name.